He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. To infinity and beyond! No crying? There's no crying in baseball! Welcome back to Know Your Cinema Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Jason Quinn, and with me as always is my co-host, the King of the Ring, Sir Devlin Clemens. Shit, I've been knighted. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say of Austria. I don't know why. I felt like Austria was where you needed to be from. You could have, could have said Wales. Um, I don't know. According, according to my Ancestry.com uh, DNA Ancestry test. or Ancestry? Ancestry. <laughs> uh, it is, I'm 51% English. And a hundred percent douche. That too. Um, but anyway, um, back to the main event, if you will, the WrestleMania three of the podcast, the Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant of this. Look at you! Look at you with the big reference. I know. I put that in. You the big? What you the big? Look at you! Yeah. Um, as you should be um we are gonna put one over for you guys here and talk another marvel movie and do captain america the winter soldier for you dev you've never seen this film so please share your thoughts so First thing I want to say is um, it was a really good movie. And it's different than any other of the Marvel movies that I've seen so far. And the reason why I think it's so different is that it almost has a whodunit type feel to it which is a really different take on the story. It's almost like a murder mystery, whodunit, detective story, all kind of wrapped up into one. So it was a different way they directed the story and the story that was written itself that really made this film stand out to me. I've I've said it a thousand times. I'm really big into the stories that are put out there in movies. And if they keep me glued to my seat and keep me in the story, I think that storytelling as a whole is such a great art, whether it be a professional wrestling match, a movie, a TV show, a book, whatever. If you're, if you're able to, illustrate things in a variety of different ways and maybe somebody else takes a different look at things then that's so great and this movie does that it kept me right there in the middle of everything and that's something that I really appreciate about this movie the action is great the characters are great the story is amazing in this film. And I think that's what really makes this film stand out. Um, It it is phenomenally just directed and the acting in it is great. The, the introduction of different characters. um, It didn't feel like we had the same, uh, same characters. It just felt like a whole new movie. 
Um, granted, you know, we, we got a lot of the, the 1940s story with Captain, which is what we needed to introduce the character. And then we get the modern version of it and everything in between. I just, I'm blown away by this particular story and how it was just, just flowed on the TV as I was watching this. And I just really couldn't take my eyes off and trying to get to the heart of everything. And there's so many twists and turns in this film that um, it was just, it was awesome. Um, I already knew going into it that Bucky was Winter Soldier, so that wasn't a big shocker to me. But to see everything kind of before my eyes and and the interlocking story within the story of Bucky and Cap was cool as well. Because they didn't they didn't just you know, take a detour from that too. They, they kept everything really intertwined with each other. Um, I like the fact that we got a little bit more of Nick Fury. We got to see him in action a little bit more in this movie. Um, we also got to see a, a, a very uh, human side to him, even though he's not technically a, uh, a superhero with powers or anything like that. We got to see, you know he's a hero nonetheless but we got to see that that human side to him um we even got to see a little bit more of the 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 personal side of uh black widow it, 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 this thing just has so much going on and, and it, but it's not too much it's just enough to kind of keep your interest going forward i there's many things that I could say about this movie, but I'm, I'm kind of hogging here, so I want to kind of give Jason some time, too. This is um, one of four movies done by the Russo brothers, uh, Anthony and Joe Russo. And <clears throat> coincidentally enough, the way that they got this gig um, was they did paintball episodes in a show that they co-created with Dan Harmon called Community. And the way that they captured the action sequences in those paintball episodes was what gave them, you know, kind of a, the, the go ahead for Marvel to go ahead and say, you know, go ahead and make this Captain America movie. And I think it's kind of interesting for them to go from the silly paintball episodes and community to making this, in very intense uh, action thriller and it's 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 like you said it is a little different from from what you might expect out of a typical superhero film because this is very much just a really strong action movie too um from start to finish it's got you know everything that you would want out of an action movie it's it's got some comedy bits it's got some um, like some amazing action set pieces, um, great choreographed fights, um, and you know some mystery added into it as well. <clears throat> and so it's it's really got everything that you would hope for in an action movie. And then to add the Marvel layers to it, um, you get things, you, you get some subtleties in it that I don't know if you picked up on in this this viewing or not, but in the very beginning, Cap's in this very dark suit and he's, you know, doing like a stealth mission, right? Mm -hmm. And he hops out of the plane. I don't know if you caught this or not, but his shield is very faded looking. It is it's almost like a phantom of of, of what it once was right and i think that mission kind of capitalizes on him being you know just the good soldier and cooperating to an extent right mm -hmm. and then the end result of that mission where he finds out that black widow's got her own separate mission that she's going on is him kind of realizing like look i don't give a fuck what's you know what's happening and what your your end game is 
you got to let me know what's going on if you want me to be in a part of this because I don't want to be in the dark about anything. Right. And I think that it's that point right there that Cap stops being the guy that listens to the, to to Nick Fury because Nick Fury's in charge and he starts being his very own person. And then the very next time that we see Cap Shield, it's it's a much more robust color palette. So I think that that was like a cool little Easter egg kind of thing that they put in there. Um, and then uh, the same with his suit. He, his suit becomes uh, a much brighter kind of hue as well. So you, it's like he, he regained who, who he was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I also really enjoy... Um, I really enjoy the Falcon uh, and Steve Rogers, like the whole... Um, that whole the whole interactions that they have, I think it's fantastic, um, and they start building that that bond over you know PTSD and things of that nature that they've you know gone through and and whatnot, and um, it, it's 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 just it just has such a good feel to it, and I mean obviously Falcon becomes you know a a, a complete part of the MCU from here on. As does Winter Soldier, at that for that matter. Um, but he, it's at this point that we finally get that first introduction, and we get to see it. And I'm watching, going alongside this. I had just finished up the fourth episode of uh, Captain America or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is the Disney Plus series that's going on, and so. I finish that up and then I come back in time to the first appearance of both of those characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of a cool thing to see like the origins of it. And you're still getting references in the current stuff that's going on, you know, years later to events that happened during this film. And then the, the, the third Captain America film. And I just really appreciate how layered Marvel is. You know what I mean? They just really have, they have this, they understand that they have this building blocks of characters and stuff. And it it never feels like they forget about what they're doing. You know what I mean? Or what they've already done. It's like, okay, we're going to keep on going and building on this. And so I loved the Captain America story in, in the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was absolutely, you know, phenomenal. I thought, I, you know, it really planned out really well. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, him coming forward and, and being, you know, in a modern day and dealing with modern day issues, it, it just, I don't know, man. It just, it hits so fucking well. Yeah. I mean, you can only imagine waking up 60 years 70 years after you died everybody you know is dead except scratch one and your best friend person that you trust more than anybody else you watched perish and so steve has a lot of things that he's dealing with upstairs and he you know he's trying to adjust and that's that's the one struggle with Cap that you know he's very tough exteriorly you know but you know having to deal with the fact that you know like he says in the car he's like I'm 95 I'm not dead <laughs> you know right. he's you know the realization that you're 95 and you're living in a world where you know technology is crazy and you know this guy is wielding a shield and that's it like the you know it's a very interesting take on on the character but it shows again character depth you know and that's a lot of the the things with marvel is that with whatever movie they're showing character depth and when they introduce a character they're not showing a lot at first so like falcon we get a little bit of character and a little bit of background. And then with Winter Soldier, we already know kind of Bucky's background, but what he went through, it's not really too revealed too much. 
the only problem that I kind of, if I have to say there's a problem with this movie, I have two. Um, one, uh, I, I wish we'd have got a little bit more of the Bucky story and um, what happened with him instead of just kind of like the flashes of everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope that it's kind of revealed maybe in a, something later. I'm not sure if it is or not, but um, I wish we'd have got it here a little bit more to kind of illustrate what Bucky went through for the past how we, you know, how we came about and all that stuff. Uh, the only other thing, I, I feel like they tried to create tension, uh, some sexual tension between Black Widow and, and Cap. Um, maybe a little, you know, too much. It felt like that almost. I think um, that's mostly on her end. Yeah, I mean, but I, I'm just saying, I, I think that it was just kind of, it kind of gave to me it gave me like i was like it would be kind of cool if those two you know got together like but i'm like it, it can't happen it can't happen they're working they're working side by side like it can't happen um and she's you know she's who she is and he's who he is you know and it's kind of like uh water and oil like you just like they're not gonna mesh they're not gonna mesh correctly and she's trying to you know you know, help him out and say, Hey, why don't you go date this person and date this person? And, um, but at the same time, you still have like that feeling of like, those two should be together. And I, I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, it kind of, it kind of took me away from like cap himself, like the, the character and, and, and Natasha's character as well. Like it's kind of out of their forte to do those things. But again, it also showed a very human side to, uh, Natasha, she she's showing a personality and someone who cares in a sense, and it, it, because she's kind of programmed to be a certain way, it almost seems like she's she's coming out of that kind of program in her in her mind. Um, it's not something that's going to affect my rating or anything in this movie, but it was just kind of like just a little thing that kind of like stuck with me. Um, the Bucky thing, I, I, I feel like we could have got a little bit more on that one. I, and I, I stick to that one. It's kind of like when we talked in the Top Gun episode about, you know, you wish you would have gotten more to the story of of Goose and his and his wife and and more of a of a of a of a, a range of character there. Um, and a little bit more storytelling, and I think it's the same kind of the same in the same boat with that. I know it's not necessary, but for bringing in such a vital character to the MCU that has a long history with Cap, and for what Cap went through and seeing Bucky die, I feel like we should have been justified in as the audience in seeing what happened to Bucky on a larger scale. I think I don't have as big a problem with that as you do because I understand because I have seen everything that the MCU's put sure. Out. That's what I'm saying. Um, it, it might be revealed later on. Um, so I might not have a problem later on down the road, but take it from a perspective of right. Yeah, no, from a first time viewing. Right, see, we're seeing seeing this these in order, and this is pretty much where I kind of get off the train of of the Marvel movies, so to speak, like like ant-man and stuff like that i haven't seen but in civil war you haven't seen ant-man no that one's a treat uh-huh that one's a treat okay but i'm just saying like you know i was kind of hit and miss with the marvel movies so i mean like i said maybe i'm just missing the the dynamic of this of that bucky story and when it you know if it rears its ugly head and, and I get to see more of it than I, I'll probably appreciate it a little bit more in in this particular version. Like I said, not going to affect my rating in any way, shape, or form because it gave me enough to kind of like, okay, here's what happened. I, I'm just saying I wish no, I could have extended that a little bit more. Just, just, to, just to kind of appease me as a storyteller, I felt like if there was part of the story that was like, eh, it was that. It was just kind of like, here's what happened. In very short flash, I think it's because they didn't want to. They didn't want to give you his trauma and like make you feel like he was this 
you know, somebody that you should necessarily feel sorry for right off the bat. They wanted to kind of lead you on and let you, you know, I mean, granted, I knew before I watched it the first time that, that Bucky was Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of people that just know comics enough to know that that's the facts. Um, I mean, there's still a lot of things that they're doing in the MCU right now that I think are, you know, they're supposed to be, oh man, I, they're going to do this. And some of it's like, yeah, if you know comics, you know what the fuck they're doing. Um, it's still satisfying as fuck to watch, but you know what I mean? Some of the stuff that they're like, oh, it's a mystery. What about this? You're like, well, they did that shit in the comics, so I bet it's going to be this thing. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it, to me, uh, to me, I feel like the overall movie being as good as it do, as it was makes up for it and the fact that you know later on in the MCU there's you know further character development for every character that exists in the MCU sure so but yeah, over, i mean I, i'm not I, i'm not i'm not harboring on it too much again if there's a flaw i think that that's that's the one flaw but it's not like again not enough to change my rating because i can look at a bigger picture mm-hmm. and i can look at a a a, a story that it, it's a necessary part and they gave you enough to make that necessary part to kind of close that gap within the story but i don't need i i don't need to have it necessarily to satisfy me I, I I wanted it because it to me I felt like just for the movie's sake we kind of needed that hey what happened kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I f- I feel like to me personally this is this is the movie that in my opinion, sets the bar for MCU movies to come. Um, I think Iron Man did a fantastic job of setting the table. (laughs) And then this movie raises the bar to an extent where I'm not saying that, you know, Robert Downey Jr. did anything bad or any of those did, you know, they weren't great at what they were doing. But I feel like this kicks it up an extra level and takes it to an extent where we're we're now telling different styles of story within the comic book unit or within the Marvel universe. We're getting, you know, all these different interactions with characters and, you know, just different, different things all the time. And I feel like it's that kind of stuff that makes, excuse me, it's that kind of stuff that makes the MCU fantastic. I think that I I think that subsequent Marvel movies have to this is the story this is like a like I don't it's not an original idea but to bring it into the Marvel universe is so different and how it was put to, to film and I think that Marvel movies are trying to play catch up to this particular film story wise. I would I would not say that they're trying to play t- catch up, but I think that it take it, it yeah, maybe maybe you're misinterpreting what I'm saying by catch up. I mean that this story is so well done that it's hard to replicate something so good. You know what I mean? Like, this is a very good story. I'm not saying that they can't be innovative and have a different story, but if you're going to if you're going to point out a Marvel movie for someone to watch and enjoy the story aspect of things and everything else in between, because to me, it's like the story and then everything else going on is superb. So, like, the story is what really catches your 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 mind and your imagination in this. 
and then everything else going around is great like the action the stunts everything the scenes the characters the acting everything else is great but the story is what really stands out in this and i think that you someone can write a great maybe even a better story for the marvel universe but i think that this one just stands out so much as being way different it's kind of like to com- to compare it in a way that maybe might make sense to some people in the 80s there was all these hair bands and then like nirvana came around along and was like that's different and like the hair bands were gone and then music just kind of like changed so like in the marvel universe think of this movie as nirvana and the rest of the movies while there's 80s hair bands that were great and they're and they're good and they had hits this one's just this one just kind of changes the game for everything going forward so now you're what i mean by playing catch up is you're you're trying to make something just as good as this movie yeah that's fair <clears throat> Um, anything else you want to say about it before we get into the scenes, performances, and all that? No, no. I mean we've 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 done it justice on on that end of things and putting it over. Okay. Um, favorite scene. Uh, my favorite scene is the Nick Fury uh, shootout chase scene. Um, I think that that introduction to Winter Soldier at the end, it's like a good finish. Like, we get to see Nick Fury be funny and we get to see kind of Samuel Jackson put a spin on that character and we get to see him be a badass that we know he is. Mm-hmm. And the car chase scene is awesome, but then they end and you just see winter soldier standing there. And even uh, Samuel L. Jackson sells it so well by like the shock looked on his face. And then that very end scene is super cool. Um, I think that whole scene is just phenomenally done and there's not any, hardly any acting in it except for Samuel L. Jackson interacting with the car and him, you know, doing his thing and i think that that was so such a good like just action scene from like beginning to end a good car chase scene like it was really good and i appreciate the finish because it was like out of left field because you just i didn't know when to expect winter soldier to show up i didn't know why these cops were just showing up and attacking him you kind of got the feeling that you know shield was in on it and then because the you know the car was telling him like there's no active cops in this neighborhood or whatever and he's you know having to like basically like <laughs> reroute power to this car and all this other stuff and it's a really it's a dramatic scene so yeah that's my favorite scene yeah i think they do a really good job with that and then it, it pays off in a very interesting way with that fucking stronger than a lightsaber thing that Nick Fury has where he cuts a hole in the fucking earth and just disappears. Yeah. Uh, I saw that. I was like, wow, that thing is way more powerful than a lightsaber. That shit is fucking intense. It's like a super plasma cutter. That shit was quick. Um, but no, that that's a damn good scene. I honestly think I don't know why. I mean, this is a very subtle thing. And it's honestly two extras that are the reason why I like this scene so much. So there's a scene where actually, you know what? That's not my favorite scene. There's I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this scene, but that's not my favorite scene. This is that'd be my runner up. I love when Captain America jumps out of the fucking helicopter with no or the the plane, whatever, with no parachute. And the guy goes, did he just jump out with no parachute? And he's like, yeah, he did. And that look on his, the look on both of their respective faces where the one guy's like, man, that was fucking crazy badass. And the other dude's like, he's going to die. Like those two parallels of the two people, I 
absolutely fantastic. But my my favorite scene is the elevator scene. That is one of the most badass fight scenes I've ever seen. It's in a fucking super confined space, and he fights like fucking twelve dudes, and it is just cool as hell. The that scene's super cool because Cap starts seeing things, and he's mm-hmm. like the sweat on the like the guy didn't move his eyes but the sweat on his brow like the little things mm-hmm. that cat picked up on like something's not right here why am i in an elevator with a bunch of people and this dude's sweating right because you have to imagine it's a it's a very air-conditioned building with an air-conditioned elevator and this guy's nervous so cap's picking up on all this stuff and that there's there's that reason that scene so well is like it's good tension. The tension builds in that scene because you think it's going to start in one part, and then the elevator stops, and more people get on, mm-hmm. and then it lulls you into a false sense, and then he starts looking around and he sees the guy he got his hand on his gun, and then the other guy's brow is sweating, and he just finally just takes matters into his own hands. Yeah, it's it, that's a great scene too. I think that would be my runner up for me, but I mean I appreciate I appreciate the little things in that scene like the 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 sweat on the brow. Like just the, the detective work that went into the cap like seeing the little things. Yeah, I also really like the like right after that he ends up he ends up doing one of my favorite things that Captain America does. I don't know why I love this so fucking much, but it always gives me like that, like that's fucking badass feeling when Cap jumps out of. I always love when he jumps out of like a window and he like tucks his entire body behind the fucking shield and it's like he curls up into a tiny little ball behind the shield. I don't know why I always think that that is one of the coolest fucking things that he does, but I always am like, that's badass. Like, the roof scene's also cool too when they take that guy up there and Cap's like he's like you're not gonna throw me off it's not in your character he's like no I won't but she will and when she boots him off they're like she's like what about what's her name in, in processing and he's like <laughs> the lip ring and then all of a sudden you see Falcon like shoot this guy up from the sky it's just like it's such like a nonchalant conversation like they know he's not dead like they're just like she's just, she just turns and like just like she's ordering a cup of coffee. She's like, "What about Janice in in uh, processing?" And he's like, "Well, one lip ring." He's like, "Ah." Eh. And then Falcon shows up with the guy, and it's like, "Oh, we're gonna keep interrogating this guy a little bit more." Right. Oh man, that that scene is fucking. Oh man, that is... I like I like a good I like a good comedy bit, and it's like a it's like a Laurel and Hardy or a, an Abbott and Costello bit right there. Is like she boots him off, and then she's like, "What about this girl?" Right. No, that, that is a fucking that is a cool scene. Yeah. Um favorite quote. Uh I like uh there's an interaction between uh, uh Natasha and, and Steve where Cap's like stealing a car and she goes when did Captain America learn how to steal a car? He says Nazi Germany and we're borrowing. I like that. I like that quote a lot. I'm trying to think of the one I I had it on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember it for some reason the whole thing. Oh, it's the damn car. The car popped me because it's when he's like, uh, give me Agent Hill. And he says, communication array damaged. What's not damaged? Air conditioning is fully operational. (laughs) Air conditioning is fully operational. It was like, uh, it was almost like Jarvis as a car and Mm -hmm. just like, it was such a, it's such a dick moment for the car. But like, because <laughs> Fury's in a very fucked up situation, <laughs> he's shot and he's trying to. He's like, I'm not trying to die right here, and he's like, tell me what's not, tell me what's not damaged. 
air conditioning's fully operational. It popped me. I, I started laughing. That was that, that was good. Like I, I was like, I couldn't believe the car got me. Right. It's but the yeah. last thing you expect is to yeah. That was a, that was that was a, that was a damn good like, haha, a little one liner there. But yeah, that that definitely when I start when I when that when a see when a, when a line makes me laugh so hard that I like I double over because it's like if that was like an interact if someone else was in the car with Nick Fury that line might not have had as much as much gusto as it did. But just because it was the damn car, and he's he's trying to like get out of this <laughs> this situation, and the car is literally just like the air conditioning is fully functional. Yeah, that got me, got me good. Yeah. Um, favorite performance. This one might be tough. There's a lot of there's a lot of good performances in this movie. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson's phenomenal, um, and this is really one of the one of the, one of the f- movies where he gets a lot his, more screen time. Yeah, his one of his biggest amounts of screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't know that it is the biggest, but it is one of them. Um, <clears throat> and then. You know, Chris Evans is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I really think Anthony Mackie is just kicking ass as Falcon in this movie. I think he has, he brings a lot of heart to the table. And I think, I think that was, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to see because most of the time up until this point, the only heart that you really got was from Cap. So to see another person with that kind of heart um, was kind of a cool thing. And then the interactions, though, you know, on your left and shit when they're jogging and stuff. I really, uh, his reaction to him being like, "Fucking dude, don't pass me!" You know, you just running them shit. I really like this. Funny as a good like transition to that is when we saw him running and then he ran around the boat the same exact way, kicking kicking people's asses. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I, I while Anthony Maggie does a great job in this movie as Falcon, I I for me I don't think that there was enough character depth there, um, and enough screen time to to give me enough um pra- praise for him. I think he did a good job. I think the performance was fine. I just don't think that there was enough focus on him in this particular movie to, um. To, to warrant for myself a a, a best performance nod. Um, I think that because Nick Fury, we got to see so much like emotion and depth to that particular character in this film, whereas we've only gotten kind of snippets in the in the last few films. I think that um, I think Samuel Jackson just takes it in this one. There. I um I'm gonna personally give it to Chris Evans. I think that's fine. I think um it's hard to compete, in my opinion, with with Steve Rogers in any way. It's just mm. hard to. Well, he's a. I mean, he's a focal point. He's the focal. Well, point. and not only that, but like, you know, there's 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 heroes in so there's superheroes. And then there's fucking Steve Rogers. Right. Like, I love, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Batman fan. I am a big Green Lantern fan. I Like, I love a lot of DC characters and stuff. And I'm not a huge, huge fan of the Captain America comics and stuff. But, like, there's there's a a magnetism and, a, and, and just a... There's something that makes... Steve Rogers, but above everybody else that I've ever seen be a superhero. I think, you know, you have that. It's it's like, in my opinion, you know, you have that DC, you know, in DC universe, we have Superman and he's the Boy Scout. He's the perfect, you know, he's the perfect being. But he 
is an otherworldly being. He's an alien. You know what I mean? And he granted he's he's here and, and he's you know living on earth and he's doing his thing. But there's something about Cap that just represents what America was supposed to be. Not necessarily what it is, but like that dream of what America was supposed to be. And and the 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 the, the right and the the truth and and I don't know. There's just something about it that is just that just feels so fantastic. No, it, it's it's simple. Like Captain America brings an old world value and an old world mind state to a modern world. It's kind of like when I talk about my grandfather. Men were being drafted to war. Steve Rogers couldn't get past his physical exam. But he wanted to fight for his country. And there was a lot of guys in that generation that just wanted to go fight for the country because they felt it was right to do. They felt like the cause was right and it was and to be fair i don't think that in the entire history of the world we have quite had a an opponent like nazi germany correct there's never been another opponent that we've ever had that was like okay well we should all fucking go stop the nazi right but steve rogers also has that belief of american he talks about freedom and what America really is, is built on is freedom. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it's preached in all the, the Captain America movies. He preaches it. He lives by it. He will fight to the bitter end for it. That is something that a lot of men nowadays might not have that that faith in there. Are, I mean, there's plenty of men out there that do, but I'm just saying we're talking about a generation of men who who would literally just take up arms for their country with no hesitation, and that's the 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 character is that's him. It's what he believes in, and so that the yeah, that that depth of that character is so great because of that. Because he stands by what he he believes in, and he won't back down. And that that that's the thing about Steve Rogers; he won't back down from a fight, from his beliefs, from anything. He's never taken a step back. That's why him and Tony get into arguments because he just will stand his ground. He doesn't care. He doesn't like bullies. He said it before. He doesn't like bullies, and he kind of looks at Tony Stark as a bully, in a certain sense where. Tony's always got a smart comment. He's always a hothead. He's always like, he always thinks he's above everybody. He, he kind of views Tony as a bully, even though Tony's really technically not a bully, but in mm-hmm. Steve's eyes, because he's not so keen on the new world and how people are, he just looks at him like a bully. Yeah. All right. Want to do some ratings? Uh, yeah, let's do ratings. Did you give your favorite quote? We did performances last. Oh, we did performances. You did. Yeah, you said Steve Rogers. Okay. Um, this movie, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out the gate since I saw it. Since it's the first time I watched it, this movie is a ten. Easy. I didn't even have to think about it. It's a ten. Um, so good. I can go back and watch it again and enjoy it. I don't have any, any points that I'm like, oh well. I, I wish this would happen. Look, for my money, it's a it's a story that I will just I, I thrived in watching it. Yeah, I'm gonna join you there on that. I uh I this was the when we decided this was actually one of the movies that when I when I first found out that you had never seen this one, 
is the reason why I decided that I wanted to go through the MCU. Because I was like, okay, if you quit around this movie and you had never seen this one, then had you gotten to this point, I think you would have at least continued on and given, you know, the MCU a, a, a little more benefit of the doubt in, in, in certain ways. And it, at the very least, watched Captain America 3. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I actually skipped over this one and went to to um to civil. I started watching parts of Civil War, and I I think I fell asleep during Civil War for some reason, and I just never went back to it. And I I, I don't know why I skipped this one. A lot of times, like trailers will throw me up. Like I I hate when a studio will put out a trailer and they give you too much. And I think I might have watched the trailer and I was like, oh, that's a lot. They just gave me a lot. And I, maybe I wanted to forget it so I could come back to it. And I just never got back to it. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we agreed on it. I think that, you know, yeah. Uh, no, it, it's a, it's a great, it's a great film just from a story perspective. You could put that story in a thousand movies and it's going to just have different characters and it's going to work. It's just going to work. It's a, it was a well played out story and the, there's plot twists and t- it turns at every corner. It was, it was good. And there's, there's five different stories going on and they kept it all intertwined, which is so hard to do. Cause sometimes it, you don't get a conclusion to one story. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Like, why, why didn't we keep with this particular part of the story? So, yeah, I mean, if you're a, a fan of movies and you like watching movies like you, you you've got to pay attention to this story but it'll suck you in enough to where you'll be like okay i'm with you i'm with you on this yeah and i think this is also one that if even if you're not a person that's watched all of the marvel movies and you just want to watch a really good fucking action movie this is one yeah for sure this is like i mean as long as you understand to a certain extent who captain america is like you don't even have to have seen the first one necessarily. You just have to understand that Captain America is, you know, a superhero. Doing yeah, and I've, super I mean, I think I gave Cap, I think I gave Cap one of ten too as well. I mean, I think the more I watch, the more I watch Captain America, the more I actually, I think he's becoming my favorite Marvel character. I honestly yeah, I mean, do. He's, he's it. He's got it. He's there's. And I'm usually not like I don't like Superman because he's like a Boy Scout, but I fucking love Captain America because he is like, <laughs> like I don't know, man. It's like a weird thing because like I'm that's one of the big reasons why I'm not a huge like fan of him. And I think it's because Cap is so OP, like he's just super overpowered to the point where like he can't, you know, you can fucking hit him with a god ding battle axe and he just shatters on his fucking shoulders yeah but you know with cap you know you hit cap with a fucking battle axe and he's cut open you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's a little bit different there because he's still a human yeah you know well you know i i i don't know i'm maybe because i'm a i'm a huge superman fan so oh, uh, i know you are i i think that uh the counterpoint to that is with clark that portion of the Superman character is the most intriguing more than any other part of the Superman character, the Clark Kent portion of who he is, who he has become because he, he is an alien. Yes, but he is Clark Kent. He was raised as Clark Kent. So the, 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 the hue, the human feelings that he has developed and the, the struggle, the internal struggle that he has as Clark Kent is more intriguing than just being Superman. And to me, the, the story of Clark Kent is a lot more intriguing because we all, at least I have, a lot of people can relate to being someone that they can't be. He, Clark wants to be normal. But he can't be normal because he's super because he's Superman. He and he struggles with just wanting to be normal. 
but he knows he has this burden. That's that's the problem with with Clark. And that to me, that's more intriguing than anything else. And I think that's why I relate to him a lot is because there was a time period in my life where people didn't make me feel like I was normal. So I, I kind of was drawn to that character because I understood how Clark felt. Yeah. yeah. And that and every and you can break down every superhero and and go from point A to point B. Um and, and you can you can literally see everybody can you know somebody can relate to Batman more than they can relate to Superman or we can, we can relate to Captain America because you know some of us have a lot of patriot pride in us and we want to do the right thing and some people can relate to Superman because of how how Clark and Superman intertwine so I see your point on Superman how you know it's Superman he's a badass but when you start digging down into the the depths of Clark and who he really is and who he really wants to be, that's when you start getting the better story and the better understanding of that character. Same yeah, thing with Cap. He, he struggles to, to sometimes right the wrongs and stay on the straight path and do the right thing. And there's a lot of inner conflict with him too, but he just kind of, he, he always stays the course, no matter what he just, he grits his teeth and stays the course. And that's what makes Cap so intriguing as well. Yeah. But uh, Jason, I think we've uh, we've done some justice to this film. Uh, would you like to tell the fine folks of our podcast what they can look forward to next week on the bonus episode? Well, right before the bonus episode, we are going to be reviewing Top Gun on Tuesday, and then the bonus episode will be Guardians of the Galaxy. So excited to talk about this movie. Yes. Well, folks, thank you again for joining us for another bonus episode down the down the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Almost fucked that up. Um, we appreciate all of you who listen to Know Your Cinema podcast. And as always, we want to leave you with our favorite sayings. Mine is for my best friend, a huge Detroit Tigers fan, absolutely 110% hated the Minnesota Twins. Anytime the Minnesota Twins were losing, he would always look at me and he would say, all is right in the world today, and I knew exactly what he meant. And today, folks, all is right in the world. And I always like to leave you with my favorite movie quote of all time, which is, never take life too seriously, because you'll never make it up. All right, folks, next week, or coming this week, uh, Top Gun, and then Guardians of the Galaxy next Thursday. We'll see you. <laughs>